0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome
1: one, welcome all to the greatest crossover <laughs> event that unfortunately exists in the history of the world. Uh, this is the NFC East Mixtape Volume. I really don't care at this point. Uh, you can listen to us on any of the four NFC East blog podcast networks across Espionation, Nation, Hogshaven for Washington Commander's content, Big Blue View for New York Giants content, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles content, and Blogging the Boys for Dallas Cowboys content. You can also watch this on the Bloggin' the Boys or Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channels. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN. I am RJ Ochoa, and I am not having fun. Uh, Brandon, week one in the rearview mirror. Week two here, and unfortunately, there are 16 more of these things. uh, 17 more of these things before the journey is all over once again.
2: RJ, you are in shambles because the Dallas Cowboys suck, dude. They suck. They're done. They're cooked. They're toast. Can't wait to get into them, but we have to get to them last because we go by order of division standing, and we all know that Dallas is last in the East. The only team to not score a touchdown in NFL Week 1. A beautiful, beautiful thing. So many listeners, RJ, are looking forward to this week's episode. So, you know, I, just, can't, take I, it personally. Feel... I, I can't let you off the hook. There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, RJ, I have people in real life who are like, you need to take it to RJ. I see people on Twitter be like, you need to take it to RJ. I mean, the Cowboys kind of, you know, they own themselves a lot they've done a lot of the heavy lifting for me but i am not going to go easy on you or them just because of that
1: so look a couple things to be very clear uh first of all i actually received a lot of notes of kindness from eagles fans on twitter and instagram um a lot of people saying like can't wait for the mixtape things like that that's a really exciting thing uh, but a lot of people like like it's so bad that people are like dude this isn't fun like <laughs> this. i feel badly for you but I don't think that, and we'll get to the Cowboys last, deservedly so, as you mentioned, but I don't feel like I'm taking anything. Um, I'm not trying to be I was right guy, but I also had a lot of Eagles fans, shout out to Michael Kist, uh, one of our bosses here at SB Nation, who said, like, I called this like this. This was all you took them not, to win like, the
2: division. You still took them to win I, the division. I, okay. You can't, you there, can't have a, it both there's ways. A,
1: there's a reason for that. And I'm excited. Let's just okay. So uh our formula. Our, Cowboys. Our, our, it's too early. I know our, our template for the NFC's mixtape. Now that we're officially in season, we got a game behind us, a game in front of us. This will be kind of the, the way we rock and rhyme all season long. We'll touch on the games that happen, get to the big storylines, and then kind of give our thoughts on on the week to come. Obviously. Uh, again, unfortunately, we have several months of this mm-hmm. chaos. Um, to look forward to. But the Philadelphia Eagles, BLG, uh defeated the I was gonna say the Denver Broncos, goodness gracious, that Monday night game, by the way. We record these on Tuesdays for new listeners around here. Uh so um if something happens Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, uh, we're recording this just before lunchtime. But Brandon, the Philadelphia Eagles with the big dub over the Detroit Lions on Sunday. 38 to 35 the final score do you want my takes first do you want your takes first how do you want to do this because i had some that eagles fans clap back at on twitter
2: yeah i want you to go first because uh i'm interested in an outsider perspective
1: uh we decided to leave bear in the office for the recording by the way um so uh hey the bears won shout out to him Mm. you know he's uh very excited my big takeaway we were kind of chatting about this offline with Rob Stats Guerrero, who you can hear with BLG and myself every Friday on the ESPN Nation NFL show feed, where we look forward to every single one of these games. We all pick the Eagles. Um, but but something that we were talking about was this, this, I don't feel like this was the, the true like live up to the hype game the way I kind of wanted it to be for not that I wanted it to be, but like I needed it to mm, be it to is, believe in this Eagle team. You um, out. but um. And A.J. Brown looked great. Again, Stats was the one who built oh. the case against him in the offseason, not me. Yeah, uh, why did he do that? What a, what a pathetic job by him. Seriously, um, I do think it was a little bit concerning. If Like, if you're looking for a thing to be concerned about if you're an Eagles fan, so the, you let the Lions kind of come in, backdoor cover. Um, that's troubling. That's concerning. I understand the, the hatred towards Jonathan Gannon, feeling mm-hmm. like this Lions offense, you know, had success or whatever the case may be. Um, A.J. Brown did look great. Uh, Devontae Smith, I, I do kind of for Eagles fans worry that like Devonte is just going to be this forgotten man that AJ is going to get like 12 targets a week. And that Devonte Smith is just like a guy and a dude who's there, uh, who maybe wants out in the future. The biggest takeaway though. And this is something that I, I imagine you're dealing with a lot. I think there are a lot of Eagles fans who are just riding, riding the good vibes, riding the good times. Hey, we won, everything's great. Why do you have a problem with this? Blah, blah this team can't win the Super Bowl it can't because of Jalen Hurts and who he is as a passer that's it like and and like maybe they can like if we if we ran this simulation a million times there are obviously a handful where they win it in this way but this is not the best way to live and to operate in the NFL I did not see an improved passer he looks like the same dude we know he's an amazing runner with the football but he cannot right. throw it and he that that's kind of an important thing if you're a quarterback in the NFL
2: yeah, I was lower on this performance than others, which probably isn't a surprise to many because I'm uh, apparently the biggest Jalen Hurts hater. But like it's not about, I think I want to be very clear. I'm willing to admit I'm wrong. If Jalen Hurts plays great, I like that. First of all, it's better for me business wise, it's better for me mental health-wise, my rooting interest-wise. I want legals to be good, but like I'm not, I'm just gonna be honest. And I I was honestly like a lot of people like that performance. And I was it was having a hard time with this one. I'm like, am I being too harsh here? But then, you know, I was listening to our good friend, Ben Solak, who does a podcast now with Joe Capadia for The Ringer, called The Philly Special. And Ben was getting into basically everything I was feeling in terms of, this is nice. This Jalen Hurts was a win because of quarterback in this game. Like, they the Eagles won that game. Like, that was a win because of kind of performance, which is what I've said is important. The Eagles need to see that from him in order for him to be their franchise quarterback. He can't just be along for the ride. He can't just be a win with quarterback. But the way it was a win because of performance – it's like not a sustainable way. You can't just have your quarterback always bail you out on third and long by running with the football. Going into the game, and I forgot to clear this into my winners, losers, and I don't know articles now that I'm thinking about it. But uh Mike Payton, who I talked to from Pride of Detroit, had a line about like, the Lions are awful at defending mobile quarterbacks. So like, this is expected. Like they, they they don't, they're not good at defending running quarterbacks. in. Like to give Jalen Hurts credit, he's like an elite running quarterback in the NFL. One of the best. It's a legitimate weapon. I think it's a very nice tool to have. And again, he made the most of it. They won the game. But he also like ran what eighteen times. He took a bunch of hits. Some of them were illegal, but they still count all the same in terms of like taking a toll on someone's body. And the thing is, RJ, it's not just about oh, like what if Jalen gets hurt, hurts, gets injured. I was going to say what if Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Um, it's not just about that because. He's pretty durable. He's tough, but it's it's like okay, that's fine. Maybe he won't miss games. But what if it is a repeat of end of last year where he could play, but he clearly got banged up to a point where his mobility wasn't at the same level, and all of a sudden he doesn't have the passing talent to really compensate for that. And then you go up against the Bucks in the playoffs and you get down thirty-one to zero. Like so, he, he still hasn't answered the question: You know, can he beat good teams? Can he beat good teams, especially with his arm? And I don't know how much we're actually going to see of that this year because the Eagles' schedule is so freaking easy. Um, and it's week one. Look, I'm not – there's no panic button here. I just don't think it was like – I don't think it moved the needle is the way I'd put it. And I think that's what you're saying. Like, they're not like Super Bowl contenders all of a sudden.
1: Or I favorites. mean, they they're contenders, but they're not favorites. Like the, sta- the state of the NFC lends itself to the Eagles having a lot of success, which is why it was so frustrating watching the Cowboys and all their inactivity over the offseason. Um, they look like one of the best overall machines, but but they have, you know, like – I, they, they're a better team than the Packers. They're a better team than the Bucks. They're a better team than the Rams right now. But I'd rather have all of those quarterbacks. Obviously, Dak Prescott's not healthy. I'd still rather have healthy Dak Prescott, even even as bad as Sunday night was, and we'll get to that. But I mean, I I, I just again, like front to end, maybe there's a way that he can win. Obviously, if if he can, you know if you can ride the, the kind of wave of the entire you know running game as a whole but what happens if you you know you're down four with like a minute seven seconds left like there's no way Jalen Hurts can engineer that drive if you have like one timeout you just can't you know what I mean like he I don't know about move. that as
2: much I think he has been really good in two minute situations okay if,
1: if he if, and this is stupid because this is like design this is like hey let me design the most like you know difficult thing possible for Jalen Hurts to have success in and then you tell me that he can't and then I prove myself right so I'm not trying to do that but like if he had to rely on his arm I don't think anybody can say they believe in him like at at this point and and it's week one there's still opportunity for growth but I mean I just that that is this isn't the recipe I mean and and I, I I think that You're still, and again, it's week one and you have every right to feel awesome if you're an Eagles fan, but you still don't have an answer one way. This is the worst case scenario we talked about for the season as a whole, where you're trapped in purgatory. You don't know if this guy is a functional franchise quarterback, but you're going to have to maybe pay him in the offseason.
2: I think enough people don't think about worst case scenario
1: that way. I think people
2: think the worst case scenario, because in a vacuum, like it would be like the quarterback is terrible. Mm -hmm. Like that's not because the quarterback's terrible. In theory, you're able to move on. And right. maybe get a good one the worst case scenario is committing to one that you're just topping out with that's the that's my worst case scenario um so i definitely think uh there's a lot of things to be ironed out not just him but across the board and that's fine you'd rather you'd rather have a performance where you need things to work on when you're one to know like okay it was ugly mm-hmm. whatever though we're one know. Moral loss time. baby
1: moral yeah. loss
2: it was kind of a moral loss in some ways um but more so, I would say, on the defense than Jalen Hurts in, in terms of that. I mean, the de- defense, like, come on, man. Like, Jonathan Gannon, the big thing with him, to flip it to that side of the ball, is that he didn't maximize the talent he had last year. And look, the Eagles have new starters on defense, a bunch of them. Like, I you can apply caveats, and like you can give him some level of grace. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you're giving up 35 points. I might, Let me pull up the numbers here, right? Yeah, 35 points. It was the second-highest scoring total of week one only behind the chiefs they give up 5.8 yards per play which is the 10th highest total and for perspective 5.8 yards per play ranked 28th worst last season uh lions converted nine of their 14 third down tries and they were one for one and fourth down as well like that is so pathetic like the lions are not this amazing juggernaut maybe they're a little underrated possibly they're cute but like it's Jared Goff and he didn't even play well. He like, there are multiple throws where open target or whatever overthrew him. And there, the Lions had like at least four drops. I feel like it was even more than that. Like PFF said four, but I felt like it was even more than that. I mean, DeAndre Swift had 9.6 yards per carry. <laughs> like, what are we do- like, What are we doing? What is uh- this? It's pathetic. I mean, there, that game should have been a blowout. There was a point in that game where ja- James Bradbury returns to the pick six. You're like, okay, this is a point in a game where like things start to fall apart for the other team. Like, it's gonna unravel from here, gonna cruise to a win, and it didn't. And to the Lions' credit, they kept fighting, but that's what they are. But the Eagles, they didn't stomp on them. They didn't like s- like smother them when they had a chance to do so. And it's not concerning to the point the season's over, but it's concerning in that like they should have done better.
1: I agree entirely with all of that uh, and and people i'm sure you've heard like what man why are you so upset after a win oh my gosh they, they, did they win the game you know what i mean were we watching different games you know like again like you, the goal isn't to win week one obviously it's important and all these games are important um and there are a lot of things to feel really good about and a lot of reasons to continue to praise jay sure. roseman like i said aj brown they're great the run game is a whole look great miles sanders looked great i mean yes, like lots of lots of positive vibes in that sense but the most important one is do you have a franchise quarterback and you yeah. still don't know the answer, but you are in the best possible case overall in a lot of different ways to, to learn that, right? Like not only are you having success and winning games against only one game, but still if you have draft capital, you have cap flexibility like the Eagles are in, in the you, you should feel great if you're an Eagles fan, but you shouldn't feel like life is perfect. But OK, let's move on because we technically are only one way through our eight game discussion because we have a lot of things to touch on um, the Washington Commanders. Brandon have never lost a game. All right, the Washington Commanders. That is twenty-eight to twenty-two. You foolishly went into the icebox on uh, the look ahead and took the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not enough. I think they were one of the worst-looking teams relative to expectations because a lot of people thought they'd be cute and, and plucky, and a lot of people thought Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson would would play all right. But no. Carson Wentz had some Wentz moments, both positively and negatively. But twenty-eight to twenty-two, the final score. Antonio Gibson was using the passing game. Terry McLaurin looked great. Jahan Dotson looked great. This looked like an offense that can be functional in the NFL.
2: It did. It's still Carson Wentz. Like at the end, this is like a Carson he was, Wentz performance. He was
1: still better than Matt Ryan. And I was so proud of myself okay. for yeah, but that was a big the big thing. Like they right, they they got the like 17th best quarterback in the NFL. That's a notable thing.
2: This is an anti colts thing. We're talking about this is this is the NFC's mixed state, We're talking. You can you can bring this up on the look at, but but he was Carson Wentz. Like you saw the highs, some good throws. You also saw the lows that like put the the win in jeopardy and more than it should have been. And against a team that was, for as much as I love Dougie P, um, it's it's still a team that finished with the number one overall pick two years in a row. By the way, I got to call out Hogshaven. Like it's one thing to be excited, you know, to to win. But like they had this tweet after the game that was like something to the effect of like, oh, the Eagles almost lost to the Lions and they Cal Cow- Like it is like, oh, well, Washington looks great. You guys almost lost to the Jags. <laughs> you can't be like acting like,
1: oh, we're we're the best team by far in the East. I think um, they should have lost. Like Travis Etienne had some really bad moments in this game. Like you don't yeah. have to you don't have to butterfly affect this game a lot to, to make it a Jaguars win.
2: I mean, I'm looking at the stats here and like the Jags only had two fewer first downs. They had uh, the Jags outgained Washington in terms of yards per play. Um, uh, Also looking, Jags.
1: uh, Trevor Lawrence, technically, I, I don't know. I, I understand people don't love QBR, but Trevor Lawrence had a higher QBR marginally than Carson Wentz. Like again, it was kind of like like Washington lost the game less than why yes. Jacksonville did. But I do think that there were signs of promise. Like there there were the touchdown to Terry McLaurin was a phenomenal throw by Carson Wentz. Like you can see, like I I think like there have been times where with washington there there has been like it's been nothing like you can't say so we'd love to say like you can you see a path there's been nothing you can't identify good play especially at the quarterback position there is good play It it is sparing and it's it comes in pockets but it does exist and so there, you can see them winning seven to ten games like if the right kind of breaks go their way
2: i think washington has a middling kind of ceiling they're they're a decent team and there's something to be said for that i don't think they're the total joke that maybe we thought they would be or other people thought they would be. Uh, I think they're a solid team. They're going to be a team that's tough for the Eagles. Like, I think they're, they're, I mean, they're the second best team in the NFC East right now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're the team you feel like second best about, especially with the way the Cowboys are cratering. Um, They have the second
1: best quarterback with Dak hurt.
2: Yeah, they have a legitimate and some would argue the best. And they have a, Mm -hmm. they have a legitimate like chance to win the division i think um i don't think they will but i think they're 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 in the discussion they're in the mix they'll be solid i you know this is not like if the if they were actually like good good legit good then they would have stomped the jacks it wouldn't have even been close and the again,
1: defense our- also like had some nice moments like again like there there's some things that you can it's not hard to talk yourself like you know i don't know what like washington sports radio is like but i and i don't don't listen to it obviously but i bet monday was was filled with some like hey you can see this team you know, winning the division to your point, like catching a little bit of fire. Like they have a, they have a very clear ceiling, but it's not before the playoffs start. You know what I mean? Like that's, and in that sense, like the trade for Carson was worth it. It was
2: interesting to me to see the video. Did you see the locker room video of Ron Rivera handing the game ball to him? And like, yeah. Washington fans, if you're buying that, like, all right, we'll see how long that, that lasts. Um, I I don't buy them again as this, actually legit nfc contender the conference contender as a whole sure but i do think they're like going to be a, a a pesky team to play like they're going to be annoying it's not just like you walk in to get a free win they're going to be annoying to play
1: i was really impressed with Jahan Dotson, and look i don't i'm not trolling and i say this very carefully um i think there's a world where or a path when the season's over washington had the best receiver duo in the division Dallas is not in that mix, like especially with the quarterback play, you know, and we'll, again, we'll touch on that. New York's definitely not in that mix. I don't know what to think of Devontae Smith. And that isn't me being down on him. But like, I don't know, like we've even talked about this. Like he's not somebody that, that works with Jalen Hurts. It's very clear that A.J. Brown is by far the best receiver in the division. But if we're yeah. looking at the duos, I could see Washington having the best or at least the most accomplished when it's all said and done.
2: And I will note that um, you probably didn't see the full game. Devontae Smith, he had four targets, zero catches. He did have a nice catch that was wiped out by a holding penalty that had nothing to do with the play. And then he had another uh, should have been catch Ball was a little bit underthrown, and also it was a pass interference. But the pass interference got wiped out by an offsetting penalty. So, like you know, he played a little little bit better than the boss. He did have a drop as well, um but I think he played a little bit better than a typical four targets, zero catches game would show because of some unfortunate circumstances. But yeah, it's absolutely a fair point. And AJ Brown, we didn't get to him enough. I know that we're in the Washington segment, but dude, right. like come on, like he was awesome. Like one hundred and fifty. It's it's the he most. was great the most receiving yards by an Eagles player in their debut debut ever. Like, like in this first, like it's, it's, it's crazy. He's a stud. Like that's not a guy teams have answers for like, and, um, so it will be interesting, I guess, to take it back to Washington to see, cause it's, it's hard too. like, cause so you have to, you have to like, ha- AJ Brown is so far out in front that even if Devonte Smith is solid, like, I think that kind of makes them the best um, e- even if they're not evenly, I mean, their weight there,
1: but not if he's used that. or Not used, like what it reminds
2: me he's of. Should be used more than this. Teams are going to start putting more attention sure. onto AJ Brown and Devontae Smith will have opportunities. He looked good in camp when he got chances. Like he's, he's, I'm, I have no worries about him in terms of talent. I do agree. Like the usage will be interesting to see. But uh, so but Washington's me... right up there to your point. Like Terry McLaurin's great, and Jahan Dotson. We we said in all all for as much crap as we get about not giving enough respect or attention whatever to the commander oh this is just an Eagles and Cowboys podcast um we said consistently like Dotson could be an x-factor I think we named him our x-factor for the commanders
1: um two things one I'm talking to every Eagles fan that isn't Brandon right now I'm not ready but I'm at least thinking about being ready to write my apology letter for my A.J. Brown trade take. All right. Like I'm not it's ready time. to I'm not ready to write it, but I'm, I'm at least like thinking about it. Like I'm at the point where I'm like, well, where do we have the paper in the house? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, do I want to write it in blue or, or, or black? ink? Um, you know, am I going to go cursive? Do I want to type it and just sign my signature at the very bottom? So I'm, I'm, I'm at least thinking about it. All right. Um, A.J. Brown. I like. I think there's an argument to be made, and it's week one. So like, oh, week one over the But like, there's an argument to be made right now that that was the best trade of the offseason Like that that there's a huge argument to be made that that I'm, is is. Imagine base. if you're the
2: Packers right now, and they are like, how did you not? They had what two first round picks? Like, how do you not? Like, I know the Eagles' pick was a little bit higher, but they could have made it work if they really wanted him, and they should have wanted him. I mean, him.
1: I don't think that he's a better receiver than Devonte Adams or Tyreek Hill, for that matter. But like still the, though like if you know but actors, like, why that's what i'm saying him? like I, I like the trade for the circumstances for the type of quarterback that like he has he has elevated jalen hurts again through one game the way amari cooper elevated dak prescott yes. Like that's why that trade was worth it because mm-hmm. if, if you can worth unlock first, the franchise quarterback it's worth it now i wanted to make this analogy what Devonte smith reminds me of and i got a ps5 over the weekend finally it took forever not the xbox uh, Anyway, um nice so um you ever play a game like like Spider-Man or something, like a role-playing game? Oh, I love it, Spider-Man. Right, thank you. Uh where you like unlock a new suit or something, right? And yeah. you're like, this is awesome. This is my favorite suit, whatever. What's your and favorite then- Spider-Man suit? Well, I'm, I'm kind of a classic guy. You know what I mean? So I like the, the classic like, vintage wow. look. But anyway, so you unlock a suit and you're flying around or whatever you're doing this and that, whatever game. And you're like, this is awesome. Like, I'm never going to wear another suit in the game, you know, outside of like whatever benefit it might give me. But then you unlock a different suit and you're like, oh, that one I really liked. Like, dude, I can't wear that. Like, this new one is even better. That's mm-hmm. A.J. Brown to Devonte Smith. Like, you really like mm-hmm. that suit, but you're like, I can't. You know, like, this other one is just so much better. Like, you know, this is kind of where I'm at.
2: Mm-hmm. You're a Devontae hater. It's fine. Uh, But back Um, to Washington, because we got got way off track. The New
1: York suddenly good again at football Giants. We'll take a break Mm. in a little bit. Um, But uh, the New York Giants got the dub. Brian Dable was dancing in the locker room 21 to 20. If there was ever a reason to justify the non-belief in the Tennessee Titans, it was this. 21-20, the final score in Nashville. The Giants 1-0. Shout out to Davey G., who died so these giants could live. Obviously not literally just in a metaphorical sense. Um, Daniel Jones was kind of uh, uh, Saquon Barkley. Are we going to write Ooh. an apology letter to him? BLG Honestly. 18 carries 164 yards and a touchdown, including a long run of 68 yards, one yard away from a nice moment here. Um, this we've said all along, this was kind of a, a great week for all of our priors being confirmed. right. Like we, we've said like this, is this season, the Giants and Commanders have different ceilings. To be very clear, like I think if you're a Commanders fan, you can you should be focused on competing, winning the division. That that path is there for you. If you're mm-hmm. a Giants fan, it's not. Like just you know, don't let the the week one win fool you and sway you. But this is this is very very positive. If you're a Giants fan, huge step in the right direction. Huge. Loved Brian Dable going for and getting mm-hmm. the win. Joe Judge would have never done that. Like no. I love I, and I, it's a Cowboys fan that bothers me that they're now like you know smart and understand like basic common principles, things that should be basic. This was a really huge injection of positive vibes for the New York Giants. I
2: think it all goes back to John Mara, like admitting he was dumb or like admitting like he messed things up mm-hmm. and we needed to start new and we needed to like self-own. Yeah. Self, like self-aware. Um, and I think that's what the Giants have been doing since then. They've been on the right path. Uh, On the Daniel Jones point, I want to point out that uh, good friend KSIXI on Twitter, uh, a a former Big Blue View writer slash contributor um, who I follow on Twitter, always has great takes on uh, the Giants and lives in Philly, if I'm not mistaken, or at least did it one time. So he's a Philly guy in one sense. But uh, this is what he tweeted about Daniel Jones' performance. And I thought it was a nice way to to sum it up. Uh, No closer to finding out more about Daniel Jones after that game on Sunday. It was emblematic of his career. Some really nice plays, gutsy, tough plays, a few misplays, and of course, one or two backbreakers. The Giants are going to move on if this is how the season goes. I looked at the Giants' box score uh, on Sunday, and I was like, did he fumble? And sure enough, he did. It mm-hmm. <laughs> does not go away. It's always going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, this season is not uh, – their goal was to play spoiler, basically. And, and what did I say? on? I think it was the look ahead. I was like, you know what I think the Giants are going to be? They're going to be this year's uh, Lions. From last year. Like yeah. They're going to be that feisty team that, sure enough, is aggressive and going for it. And like you can see the makings of something promising, but the talent just isn't there. The quarterback just isn't there. They're just not there yet. But you're yeah. starting to see some encouraging signs and something to believe in. And then going into next year, like – the Lions, RJ, they had like a sellout crowd for the first time in five years, non-Thanksgiving games. Like they were, they were freaking juiced for that game. And I think, like, if this is the path for the Giants to, like, like okay, there's some, it's tough. We're gonna lose some tough games, but next year, like, we're this is the next year is gonna be like, a year where we take a step forward or, or things are looking promising. We're gonna get really excited. So it was a good. I know the Titans have had like a stock down off season, but like it's still, it's it's like a it's, a, it's a team that as much as we didn't think they were actually representative of what a number one seed is in a conference it's a team that still did that and for a team like the giants who've been the worst team in the nfl since 2017 beating that team is is an accomplishment
1: it's not like a king making performance and it's not just about them being the, the number one city year but the titans have been a really stable organization for the last few years so getting a win there, season opener is very very positive um i didn't expand on your lions uh giants point when we talked about on the look ahead but the more i think about it it really does hit very well so uh good job you um i think about a team like the vikings who a reason i was high on them is because they had so many like fluky losses a year ago that's why i like them so much this year and one of their losses last year was to the lions and so i think that we're going to look look at some teams next year who maybe had some kind of weird fluky losses to the Giants this year and those were just examples to your point of kind of the Giants playing over their heads getting big wins Um, so good for them again I don't know what I feel about Brian Dable Um, I don't know that I feel confident in any of the Giants receivers I will say if I have to like turn negative for a brief moment here this is I, I, like, I don't think in any way the worst case scenario for the Giants is Saquon Barkley like, playing out of his mind, but it would be kind of a terrible thing if he plays out of his mind all season long, and then you're forced to give him a big-time contract, and then yeah. you're stuck with that once you've kind of started to take some steps forward in 2023 spoken from
2: someone who saw this from the Ezekiel elliott perspective i do i do agree that i mean saquon in theory has the potential to be like an exception a guy who would be worth a second like
1: yeah but you can't bet on that like anyone
2: i'm saying if anyone yes like him at his peak but yeah it's not a bet i would like to make or i think is smart to make i mean we will absolutely write the apology letter to Saquon if he continues to ball out like this. Like this is a, like again, eighteen for one sixty four, nine point one, he had the long of sixty eight. I was I wanted to see like when I saw that score at first, uh the box score, like if this was like a Saquon game where like he's like if you take the one long run away, he's averaging like nah, he two was yards good. per carry. Yeah. Because that's been him in the past. Right. Like, he'll have the one big run, but everything else, he just gives you nothing. And that wasn't the case. So, um, yeah, really impressive. He also helped with uh, six catches for 30 yards as well. So, uh, yeah, that's – that's yes, I agree that that is, like, a questionable, long-term, sustainable thing in that element. Um, but you'll take it in the short term, just like you'll take Jalen Hurts, you know, leading the Eagles to victory for now in the short term. Uh, but, yeah, really you probably couldn't have done realistically better like the giants basically did like as much as they could do that you could feel happy about I feel like.
1: yeah they're like um you know my son is um he'll be 10 months old in a few weeks it's like when he eats all his food you know what i mean it's like good job you know what i mean like that's how i feel about the giants uh right now um okay this takes us to um <laughs> the only team who denver broncos fans are grateful that they are, you are not. a little
2: chilly over there rj
1: I don't know what this bit is. It's this cold. is not funny. Um, I think the brr, the Cowboys uh, are in the ice box. They're the only team. That he did ice box. I'm won. so happy you did the sound effect. That it really really what makes me happy. We had they're a lot double of in the ice
2: box because uh, they're the only team to not score a touchdown as well, which I already said, but I needed to reiterate
1: um th- first of all this uh gives me great joy because i think we are in on the icebox bit for the look ahead everybody listen over there on the espionation nfl show on friday why um, you have to
2: listen to all the episodes the, the right. mixtape, the look because mm-hmm. you're you're missing out what the icebox even is exactly
1: um i um i took the cowboys i like my fan card you know i dropped and i'm fine with that like i I have no issue like <sighs> he's you know, a broken man the, ladies and yeah gentlemen. being sad that i wanted them to win i don't know that we really have to touch on the game that much like as much as the like ensuing out. game doesn't matter um, they lost they got right out. They, like, they lost they, they looked like the for long more, term I uh, spoiler alert I haven't written my power rankings yet today uh because we're recording on Tuesday but I don't know how I don't have them as the 32nd overall team in the NFL wow. like I mean well who looked worse like who and, and uh, who looked worse among like I mean, the way that no, but like they—they they looked. They, you can make an argument that they were the worst-looking team in Week One, and they're worse sure. now with, with with Dak Prescott injured. Like they are maybe the worst team in the NFL right now. They have a great defense. They have Micah Parsons, who had two awesome sacks on on Tom Brady, and that's great. Um, but I mean, dude, like I'm I'm astounded. Like I'm I'm truly and utterly flabbergasted, level amazed at how quickly. The house of cards came tumbling down. I mean, it, it was it was like a snap. It was like a Thanos snap that just like, it was like, it's almost like the NFL universe said, you think you're smart, Cowboys? You, you think you got this? We're going to spit in your face and prove you wrong. They have taken nothing seriously over the entire offseason. Nothing. I mean, they, they didn't take the offensive line seriously. Tyron Smith gets hurt. Do nothing. They signed Jason Peters. Cool. We'll see how that works out. They didn't take the receiver position seriously. Let Cedric Wilson walk. Traded away Amari Cooper, signed James Washington, cool. Drafted Jalen Tolbert in the third round. Jaylen, uh, uh, James Washington got hurt in training camp. They did nothing. In fact, they did sign Kevonte Turpin. Oh, man, they're going to use him on offense. Not a single offensive touch. <laughs> Jalen Tolbert, he's going to be awesome. He's our, our day two pick, third round receiver. Healthy scratch for the Healthy game. Like, I mean, it, it was a pathetic level of predictability unfolding in front of our very eyes. And I actually have a question for you. Because mm. sometimes we can we can get stuck looking at like our teams through through our lens, I, I think you, you agree that that happens. I've been following the NFL for a long time, covering the NFL for a long time, as, as have you, and I cannot remember something this surreal happening where Chris Collinsworth, correctly by the way, on the call is trashing the way the Cowboys built their team like i, I can't re- like there have been a lot of questionable decisions made by a lot of NFL teams in the last 20 years. I can't remember like the universe being in such strong level of agreement like there is nobody who who is sitting here saying yeah cowboys were right it it, it was a good plan you know what i mean they did they did it the right way nobody like everybody agrees that they tore this down for stupid foolish reasons and did nothing to build it back up i mean can you can you recall anything that is similar to this I, i mean i feel like i'm living in a reality show
2: no, I mean, this is all very predictable and not not to the extent I think that it happened, but obviously again, really bad vibes, which was a big concern going into the season. But it was at a point where you were like, Okay, I, I can acknowledge all this is bad, but they still have the best quarterback. Like, right. you know, like you're but, like, but they they can't be that bad, right? Is like is what you're talking yourself into at that point. Like, like I, I'm not expecting them to be great, but they're not gonna be like a total joke. <laughs> and and that's exactly what they were. And, dude, like, what was up with Dak? Because he obviously got hurt, and that's a big concern. But, like, before he got hurt, he looked terrible. And it wasn't just a matter of, like, okay, his offensive line got worse and everything, which didn't help him for sure. But he's just missing throws and making bad throws. And I tweeted this during the game. He only had one pick. He should have had at least, like, three picks, dude. He had, like, a bunch of picks that were dropped. I feel like anecdotally he gets away with more drop picks. Maybe I'm biased, but in any case, like at the very least, in that game, he should have had multiple picks. I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, what he, what was going he, on with him
1: he and cd lamb both played very poorly yeah um, C.D. Bad, in, in, but like so like multiple things are true something we say a lot they both played very poorly they were both put in very difficult spots by the team both of those things can be true and, and separate from yes. one another um like they played poorly partly because of the way the cowboys built the team but they also played poorly like independent of things i mean dude like they didn't, like, you know, they, they didn't score a touchdown stat is, like, what's flying around. They barely crossed midfield. I mean, yeah. you know, like, at the uh, near the end of the game after the Donovan Wilson interception, um, obviously at that point, like, you know how sometimes games are just chaos and you're just kind of living in it? Um, I tweeted at the time, like, awesome Donovan Wilson interception. Um, Cowboys offense, now do something with it. Don't just get seven yards and put a, throw up a sad face. They didn't even get seven yards. They got two yards on that possession after the interception and then punted. I mean, like they looked like one of the most dysfunctional offenses I've ever seen. And I'm so sick of Kellen Moore. I mean, like, again, put, let's put some blame on Dak. Let's put some blame on CD. But oh, we're going to manufacture touches for Kevontae Turpin. Not a single offensive touch. And why? Why? Why do you have to give Tony Pollard the ball in the most complicated ways possible? Why are you reverse pitching, triple optioning Tony Pollard? Just hand him the ball. Just tell Dak or Cooper Rush, whoever, to turn around and hand him the ball. It is so just, I, I, I don't, I truly don't know who I feel the worst for besides like me and Cowboys fans. Like I feel for Mike McCarthy and I know you don't, and I know a lot of people think he sucks and I'm not saying that that's not true, but if, if Dak is out through the bye and we have that to touch on as well. Mike McCarthy will have coached 41 games for the Cowboys, presuming he makes it to that point. Dak will have been out for 19 of them. Like, this era has been filled with so much just swirling chaos that, I mean, it's been impossible for anyone to thrive. Granted, they had success last year. And, I mean, I think they they overestimated themselves. They Like, I still think Dak is the best quarterback in the division. I still think CeeDee Lamb has a bright future in the NFL. But they overestimated foolishly because you don't have to. Like you never had to rely on Dak to be your savior. You never had to rely on CeeDee to be the dude who wins against triple coverage. You didn't have to do that. They're clearly not those players. That's not a fault of theirs. But you built this so that they have to be, and now you're stuck. Like, what a big shocker that Noah Brown and Semifahoko weren't enough to get it done. And now what sucks is is people are trashing them, right? Like they suck. That's so unfair yeah, like, to do to like them. Yeah, it's their fault. Yeah, I mean it. I i just have no idea how this is a a, a thing i have i have no and this thus begins like our spinning forward so a few different kind of points of chaos for the cowboys uh dac prescott has the thumb injury had surgery on monday um is now on the path towards recovery every national insider national reporter six to eight weeks six to eight weeks that was the reported time frame for like two days straight jerry jones takes the airwaves to 105 through the fan on Tuesday morning. We're not putting him on IR. No way. We, we think he could be back within those four weeks. Dude, what? Like, that just is so stupid. Like, it's so ridiculous. Um, so you've got that going on. You've now got Connor McGovern. Uh, uh dealing with a high ankle sprain the same conor mcgovern who is only starting a left guard because you had to kick tyler smith out to left tackle because tyron smith predictably got hurt and you waited two weeks to sign the actual left tackle for this team it's a comedy of errors beyond that Jaron curse is now hurt has an mcl spray and you they do kind of have some depth at safety so that's like kind of the one spot where they're all right they still have they still don't have a swing tackle they, they don't have a swing tackle they yep. have no more interior guard depth um and on top of that we have this micah parsons thing which i did want to address just because people might see it um we don't know the full story i do want to couch that with this but today for brandon and i is tuesday and it had previously been announced partly by micah that he was going to be appearing on undisputed every tuesday on fs1 to kind of just talk cowboys whatever um he according to the show did not show up on tuesday and at the t- we're recording this just before lunchtime has not given a reason has not said anything there could be a justifiable reason but right now there's nothing from micah so we have no idea why he didn't show like the vibes you said the vibes are bad dude that, that was so wrong the vibes are on fire like th- this the, the, this is the the like I I mean this is Sharknado. Like this is so bad. Like there's nowhere to turn. I I'm actually amazed that it continues to get worse. Like I I keep thinking like we've hit the bottom. There's no there's no more that they can do to make this bad or to hurt me. Yet they always find a way. But shout out to them, Brandon, because Sunday was the highest rated season opener on NBC since 2015. A game that also featured the Dallas Cowboys. Woo.
2: I was looking through the Cowboys game long to double check their longest, their, like their longest drive into uh, oh, Buccaneers territory. Opening drive, and yeah, it was a thirty one yard line. <laughs> so they didn't get past the thirty, the thirty one yard line all game long. They didn't get into the red zone
1: one time, and they ha- and they had an interception that kind of started right, right near midfield. I mean, like,
2: so that's pathetic. The for the Dak injury thing, like, I I can't believe like. Why would you this is your starting quarter? Like, why would you what's the earliest he could really play? The fourth week there, really, like that fourth week. So you don't put him on IR so you can get him
1: in that fourth. Like that's the the fourth the fourth game, by the way, is on the road against the Rams. So (laughs) like if he were to return in the fourth week. It's just I just
2: think you're thinking about it wrong. Like just put him on IR. You save the roster spot, which is a nice advantage, and you give him that little extra time. The little extra time is gonna be It's a a throwing hand injury. Like, how is he going to, like, even if he comes back early, that's not, like, a matter of just pain tolerance. That's, like, affecting your ability to do your job. And I just – he didn't look good when he was healthy. How is he going to look even better now (laughs) he's playing hurt? I get that the Cowboys –
1: I, kind h- of I hate the national spin, too. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but it's like, What's well, the national you know, spin? well, he's not an injured reserve, so he can be in practice and he can be talking to and communicating with Cooper Rush. No, like, no it doesn't matter. Stop it's this. Dumb. Like, this is dumb. This is so silly. And it's not a coincidence that the first uh, I said every national report, the first national report that hinted at four to six weeks was early Tuesday morning by Tom yeah. Pellicero on NFL Network. So Tuesday morning, Tom Pellicero comes out Tom, the same Tom Pellicero who got and look, Tom's awesome. Like, I'm not trying to say this to slight Tom, but the same Tom Pellicero who did the McCarthy project um you know report back when McCarthy was re-entering the coaching cycle and the same Tom Pelissero, who got a one-on-two interview with Mike McCarthy yeah. and Dak Prescott at training camp last year a very close to the Cowboys right. reporter comes out and says well it's four to six weeks Jerry hits the radio a few hours later for you know hey we're not putting him on injured reserve this this is just like and it could it could happen it's possible we've seen it you know the players overcome things but it's so unlikely I do I for the purposes of this exercise let's start the the ship actually let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors.
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All
1: right, Brandon, while we were gone, you came back with a T-shirt that says, I heart the Cowboys. But instead of a heart, it has a middle finger. Do you feel that way?
2: No, my shirt is actually Ah. the Writers Guild of America
1: East. Sure. W G-A-E. No, shout out. We love them. Um, okay, let's start the spin forward. So, for the purposes of this exercise, let's assume that Dak is out through the bye. That's what I've estimated myself, my That's own personal
2: Eight-week timeline, right?
1: Okay, you tap dance while I take care of Bear.
2: All right, I'm gonna tap dance while RJ goes off camera. For th- see, if you're not l- watching the podcast on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel specifically, I know. RJ would want me to plug the blo- plug, not plug the plug, the blogging, the boys YouTube. But I mean, come on, really? You got to watch the leading great Nation YouTube video. Uh, you can see him going off screen right now. You can also see me smiling a lot when I am laughing at the Cowboys' misfortune. Okay, I was just talking about why people needed to watch the video uh, edition and not just listen.
1: That was uh, crazy. Um, what were you okay. talking?
2: About? What were we talking about?
1: So let's hypothetically say bears barking in the back on their side. Oh yeah, outside.
2: let's say it's um, the eight-week timeline and Dak is out. So they're after the buy
1: they're on one let's try to be as optimistic as possible but they're not going to make a move at quarterback seems like it's cooper rush of the available options i would rather they start will greer just because he's more dynamic he can run more he's more athletic like at this like at this point you you literally need to grasp at any kind of straw do you want them and to I, trade for anyone because i feel like that's no. getting talked about i i hate the life trade for jimmy garoppolo why why would the, like, why would the 49ers do that though Trey Lance okay, doesn't look well, good like, <laughs> okay but you're like you're at a, at a level that i'm not even at with that like i, right. I agree with you but like My point is like, how does that help you? Like, you're gonna have to give up like a third round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. So when you're probably gonna have a new coaching staff here next year anyway, Um, and then he's not great. Like, you were the worst looking offense in the NFL with Dak, and I know people are down on Dak, but he's still a much better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. And then because the world is full of like silliness, whenever Dak is back, if he plays poorly, start Jimmy, start you know, like you just don't need that. You don't need those vibes. Um, But okay, so let's presume he's out. Let's try to be as optimistic as possible. Mm -hmm. And let's assume Cooper Rush is the quarterback for all these games. I don't know if you know, Brandon, but Cooper Rush went to Minnesota and beat the Vikings last year. Aaron Rodgers couldn't beat the Vikings on Sunday. Um, Okay. They're losing against the pissed-off Bengals team on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay. So, uh, they're losing there Um, at New York Giants the following week on Monday Night Football. I can't – Troy is going to rip them. Troy is going to destroy them on Monday Night Football, by the way.
2: I think they could win one of the two
1: NFC East games. So the game you're talking about is the next week they have the commanders at home. I agree with you. I think they split those games. So we have yeah. we both have them at 1 and 3, right? Yeah. And then at the Rams, that's a loss. So they're probably they're a, loss. I have a tough time. No one know what to make of Stafford, but whatever. I think that Aaron Donald can. <laughs>
2: right,
1: right. So they're, the they're, one in, they're one and four. Then they're losing at Philly two times in three years, a backup quarterback playing in Philly for the Cowboys on Sunday Eagles, night football.
2: Cowboys matchup is cursed, dude. The that's one in kidding. Philly,
1: the one yeah, in Philly is cursed. Game. Yeah. Like, it's like it's, you're not getting quality matchups between these teams. So, one and five, and then the two games before the bye, Detroit, Chicago. I think they split those. That's yeah, this is kind of, so, one of those. so we both have them at three I'm sorry, oh, three and five was the the case. That's they, they were three and five in two thousand eighteen. Right, I'm- right. They, they were three and five in 2018 when they traded for Amari Cooper. They wound up winning the division. Some of that was the circumstances around them. Some of that was Alex Smith got hurt because the, com, uh, the commanders sure. were, were in first place at the time, um, you know, uh, four years ago. But mm-hmm. so you're talking about three and five. And again, um, just looking forward here. Say Dak is back. We have no idea what he would be at that point in time. But very quickly at Green Bay, at Minnesota, probably both losses. We how did they get
2: to three? It was so we picked them one. We split the first two NFC oh, teams. I think Oh my gosh, two. you're right. Uh, yeah. two
1: and two and six. We have them, yeah. two and six. Okay, so two and six, and then at Green Bay at Minnesota, like may, maybe if we're being optimistic, you split those. Like again, we're trying really hard at this point. So you're three and seven. Um, then you get the Giants at home. Again, for the purposes of it, the Giants for the purposes of being really kind I'll give them this win so they're 4 and 7 the the Colts are are frauds I'll I'll say they split those Giants Colts games okay. so they're they're 4 and 8 they probably split Houston Jaguars they're 5 and 9 they lose to Philly at home probably yeah. in all likelihood they're 5 and 10 I mean and then at Tennessee at Washington say you split those you finish the season 6 and 11 hmm. I mean I I don't know I I can't I can't paint like a you know, and I've done that before. I've I've sang that song before. Like when when a franchise quarterback's gone down, there's a way. Just got to get here. You just got to do that. No, this team is too bad. Like this offense is too bad. The defense can't carry you that far. It can't. It's it, it cannot. It, it just it can't.
2: I think the worst case scenario for the Cowboys. Speaking of worst case scenarios again, is not that. I think it would be better in term. Stick with me. I think it'd be better if Dak was out for the season because then like it's a lost year, and then it's yep. clear like you have to move on. You have to make sweeping changes. We messed yep. up. You have to go to go back to what i said about john mirror you, you have to face reality you have to face reality and look yourself in the mirror and you can't make any excuses for it and also you get a good draft pick too like you're you have one of the best picks you can get a blue chip player at the top there as opposed to that comes back there's this kind of false positive they're like oh we did some positive things at the end of the year we kind of went on a little bit of a run but you know Dak got hurt so we, what could we do about that we're gonna actually keep mike mccarthy again we're not going to change much like you don't want to delude yourselves and and lie to yourselves. I think that is the worst case scenario for the Cowboys. So I think that's that's worse. The fact that he might come back and maybe they do go on like this too late run. Like it's too late.
1: But and and and, and off you off. turn the you turn the fourth overall pick into like the ninth overall pick with your your. And, and blue and like, oh,
2: we made some progress at the end of the year. Now that'll carry over to next season. Doesn't I do
1: think again. Multiple things can be true. I think Mike McCarthy is getting a really raw deal. I think Mike McCarthy is in a really unwinnable situation, and I think they're going to move on and they're going to they're going to blame him for it. Like I, he is he is clearly, especially now that Dak is hurt, he is clearly the fall guy. It's some of it is warranted, some of it is not. I mean, this is this is chaos, dude. Like no nobody can thrive in this. Nobody can. I mean, it's. Uh, but we both had them lose to the Bengals obviously on Sunday, right? Yep.
2: Okay. I mean, um, I don't think the Bengals are going 0 too. Burrow didn't play well. Uh, I will. Uh, against pittsburgh but
1: i, I will know. write my apology letter to aj brown live on the nfc's mixtape next week if the Bengals lose to the cowboys and that Cooper doesn't make any sense i don't <laughs> care i i said it i've decreed it okay, okay. um the um let, let's move back like we'll snake back you know mm-hmm. we, we went down i like this kind of uh you know move now so the new york giants this coming week brandon are one and oh, I think they get to two and oh, they have the Carolina. Oh, Panthers. Talking about the undefeated two and York football giants. <laughs> well, you the just wait, you back. just wait till till we get through this here. But, like, did the Panthers impress you? No, no, and did, no, did, no, not at all. Like, the Panthers looked awful. The Panthers could, like, I was so disappointed. Like, get DJ Moore involved. Like, what do you, you know, Robbie Anderson, fine, but like, Christian, Christian McCaffrey is who we correctly slight Saquon Barkley to be. You know what I mean, Christian Bar or Christian McCaffrey's the like. Oh, he got his like sixty yard run. He got and there was because uh, I was watching uh, Red Zone, obviously. Um, he got his touchdown, and there was something like there was some stat that he's like averaged a touchdown a game every game he's been active. Like that means nothing. Like, are you making the team better? Are you winning games? Like, no. Like he's better I'm out fantasy
2: of football player than an right. actual
1: football player. Um. So we both think the Giants win, right? We're both in on this.
2: I mean, what do you feel good about? with we, not too long ago we're saying what do you feel good about with the giants i feel much better about them than the panthers what do you trust about the panthers right now I, i'm not buying
1: well, Baker. the, not the buying. way i'll play it is like advantages right like if we do the like you know advantage matchup whatever i think the giants have the matchup advantage at head coach mostly because of matt rule not really anything to do with brian dable um i guess quarterback's kind of a push you know whatever
2: um, issue for carolina
1: right I give offensive line in New York I give running back run game in general to New York I guess I give receiver like pass catchers to the Panthers um, I mean so our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook who are our sponsors over the SB Nation NFL show have the Giants as two and a half point favorites in this game by the way they have just so, just so we say it the Bengals are eight point favorites they started off as underdogs against the Cowboys and the Dak injury happened then it climbed to six and a half Cincinnati now it's at eight Cincinnati wow Um, but so the Giants two and a half point favorites I like that I'm, I'm I'm in on the Giants two and oh let's do it
2: no disagreement here uh I think I think that would be very realistic
1: the Washington Commanders. This is the, this is the lock of the week. I'll say it right now on, uh, on the look ahead. You'll hear us. By the way, you and I went undefeated in our yeah. locks. Um, your lock last week was the Dolphins by four over the Patriots? Three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. And I had the Vikings as one-point dogs against the Packers. Oh. Uh, stats locked up the Eagles, um, and there was that backdoor cover. So you missed it by yeah. half a point, yeah. Uh, sorry to stats. But the Washington Commanders are two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Detroit Lions,
2: Brandon. I'll take the Lions. I think they showed some good so. things last week and I'm not fully buying into Washington yet. I think the Lions could scrap out a win. That this is a tough place to play. Like the Eagles had a lot of different timeouts and penalty like pre-snap penalties. Like the Lions fans were juiced up for that and I think the performance they had was one that like oh man, we were so close, bro. We're going to get it next week and I think the fans are going to be juiced up again and I and I think the Lions
1: bought the win here. Um I don't know that I'm going to make this my lock of the week, but I do think that's a distress. I think that's not disrespectful to the commanders, but I think it's still too juiced up on the lines. Like they, like there is some cool stuff, cool energy, cool vibes, whatever. They were not a good football team. Like, I I don't know how they managed to squeeze out 35 points. Cool. Deandre Swift ran the ball, Jamal Williams too. But like, there's not a lot to believe in football wise. There are at least some things to believe in football wise. When it comes to the commanders, I will definitely pick them. Um, I think they win. So we disagree here. I think, I think they both get to two and zero. First once a little less mobile than Jalen
2: Hurts is what I would say. That's definitely a big weakness for Detroit, and I think uh, you know if if Wentz is forced to throw the ball and isn't able to run like Jalen Hurts was, then I think that's going to be
1: tougher for Washington. Um. So we both have the Cowboys starting off zero and two. We both have the Giants starting off two and zero. We are split on the Commanders. I have them starting off two and zero. You have them at one and one. Monday Night Football. Mm. My Minnesota Vikings visiting the philadelphia eagles um i was gonna say this when we were kind of dancing around the game early on this brandon is a preview of the nfc championship game Hmm. a la 2017 and it's a preview in that this one will also be in philadelphia this title game but the vikings will win it um (laughs) hear me now believe me later this is a preview and and i'll go even farther because i'm just on one today in the NFC Championship game, the most Philadelphia thing possible will happen. Jalen Rager will catch the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> okay, i, yeah, you I know, were yeah. kind of being somewhat realistic, okay. and then you that, just took to that a That part is that part is a little bit yeah you know, too much, but like no is that believe. is that not the most like of course possible thing I mean, that could happen with the Eagles? Uh, anyway, uh, okay. Uh, so um, Monday Night Football, this is one of two Monday Night games, the Titans visiting the Bills in the other slot. So I will be watching both um, intently. Um, our friends at DraftKings have the Eagles as two and a half point favorites over the Vikings. I love that. I love that for the Vikings. I think Dude, the Vikings looked good. I mean, RJ was right. RJ, RJ was right on Kevin O'Connell and his impact. Justin Jefferson looks like the best receiver in the NFL, and I could see this. I could see like Minnesota getting out to like a fourteen point lead. He's and you player and, in the NFL,
2: not just receiver. Right, too. I agree
1: with you. Like, and I don't, I don't know that Philly has the horses to compete with that passing performance with the way they play the game, like we've talked about.
2: Over under on Justin Jefferson receiving yards <laughs> it has to be like um, 80. <laughs>
1: let's see here. Um,
2: I've seen a lot of Eagle fans because I tweeted that after the game, or during the uh, Packers-Vikings game, and a lot of Eagle fans are like, well, the passing defense really wasn't an issue against the Lions as much as the run game. I'm like, okay, the Eagles did not face anyone close to Justin Jefferson against the Lions. The Lions did not have a receiver who was anywhere near that caliber, especially with James Williams being hurt. I, I I'm nervous about this one. And before the season, I believed – that the Eagles were going to split their first two games. Either they were going to lose to the lions and beat the Vikings, or they were going to beat the lions and lose. Wait, did I just say that? I don't know. Uh, the, the point was, I thought they were going to split you said, so, yeah, one and one. I, I think this is a tough, it's a tough one. I Kirk cousins. It's different coaches.
1: It's different Oh my gosh. Players. Kirk winning at Philadelphia in prime time would be so funny. Oh my I gosh. I don't believe in him. But I do believe in Justin Jefferson. That was my take all along. Was Justin Jefferson and Kevin O'Connell and the rest of the team? That offense is I stacked.
2: Justin Jefferson to win MVP in our MVP fourth.
1: Of no, because again of the uh, way the uh, MVP right. award is structured, you know as well as I do that if Justin Jefferson had an offensive player of the year award type season, that Kirk would win MVP if they uh, won but a but lot
2: I of think games. Think if there were a quarterback who would not win MVP with a receiver mm-hmm. that good, it would be Kirk because not everyone loves Kirk. Anyway. Uh I think Jefferson is going to be a problem. Darius Slay and James Bradbury are good cornerbacks and maybe even really good cornerbacks. That doesn't matter. Like Justin Jefferson is unguardable. It feels like basically Um, he is another level. And I think he's going to be a really big problem. And for as much as I don't believe in Kirk, Kirk historically has the Eagles number. He just does. So he always, for whatever reason, pretty much has their number. So I don't feel great about the Eagles in this. I feel very good about the points. I would take the points. Maybe it's a clo- maybe if the Eagles win, it's a close game and they can win. But I think it's coming off of that Detroit game and the defense being as concerning as it was. And what if the Vikings get into a spot where, like, you know, the Eagles have to pass a lot I, and they might have to, because it's going to be a high volume passing attack from them with Justin Jefferson. So, I think it'll be close, but I, I'm leaning Vikings early in the week here. I'm
1: easily taking the Vikings, but you're saying you're taking, you're at least taking the Vikings with the points. I am
2: definitely, even if I, because it's early in the week, and I like to, I like to see the injury report. It's hard to make a pick uh, now. I you know, like, you like,
1: like, like to flip flop. You can say it.
2: I like to see the injury report. I mean, that's a big deal. Um, like the Lions were suddenly missing their starting two right guards last week, and then their center was hurt too. And once that happened, I'm like, oh, okay. I feel good about the Eagles winning now. Um. Although I did take Detroit to cover, uh, I am going to take. The, I feel very confident in this is going to be a close game. So I like the points from the Vikings, but uh, um, I, I'm leaning towards them
1: to win. Again, this is per our friends at DraftKings. Um, they have the third highest over/under. Um, overall on week two, the highest, no surprise, belongs to the Thursday night game between the Chargers and Chiefs at 54 and a half. Um, do you have any guess? who i don't know if you have all the games in front of you but who give me a team who's involved in the second highest because eagles vikings is third i don't what's the question which so um the highest over under in week two belongs to chargers chiefs oh. the third highest belongs to um eagles vikings i know you don't have the entire schedule in front of you but give me one of the two teams involved in the chiefs? second highest. chargers chiefs is number one so it's not chiefs
2: oh i don't know, I don't, I don't um, know. i'm not looking at the games <laughs> I know. I literally,
1: 20. I literally said all of this information out loud. So the Chargers and Chiefs Thursday night have the highest over under as of now at fifty four and a half. The Eagles and Vikings game is third I'm at fifty one and second. a half. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking to tell me one team involved in number two.
2: One team involved in number two. I'm glancing at the schedule here. Okay, is
1: now you can tell me the games since you're looking at the schedule. So is it
2: the. Man, this is tough. I don't see an obvious jump-out contender. Highest
1: over-under, Chiefs-Chargers, third-highest, Eagles-Vikings. Which game is number two on this list? Is it the, you, the, Ravens? the fact that you were so unsure gave listeners a good amount of time to look up the schedule themselves. And is it the Ravens-Dolphins? It is not. You want one more guess? Titans-Bills. It is not. It is um, Titans-Bills is actually a little bit lower. Uh, it's 49 and a half. It is Raiders-Cardinals at 52. What? Why? Who cares? I mean, I'm just telling you. Why did you bring this up? Why was this? Is this worth it? Um,
2: Here, I want to do this with you real quick, since we kind of went through the Cowboys schedule. Let's say the Eagles and take a brief note to say that we have the, the Giants being first in the NFC East undefeated after week two. How about that?
1: Uh, Well, I have the Giants and Commanders
2: tied okay, at 2-0. I honest. have the Giants alone. Again. Apparently we don't talk about the Giants. I only have them being undefeated in talking. It's gonna be a good, good week at Big Blue View. Shout out to our friend Ed
1: Valentine. So whatever, what do what you want to do.
2: Let's say the Eagles beat the Vikings for the sake of this activity. They're two okay. zero. When does their first loss come? I will read you this. Um, I will read you the schedule. Week three at
1: Commanders. Get I'm it. looking at the schedule. It's not there. I know the answer, but go uh, through the schedule. You have
2: the Commanders going three zero.
1: No, so that is so Eagles are three zero. Keep. I know the answer, but keep going.
2: Okay. Week four, home, Dougie P in the Jacks. Four and zero. Oh. These are four and zero. Oh. All right,
1: at the Cardinals. Fraud knows five
2: and zero. Oh. Car- you starting the season five and zero. Oh. You already took them to lose to the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football in Philly. So they're what
1: six and zero. Oh? Yep, and then, then on the bye. High. And then it's, it's the sad. Steelers who this, never. This win.
0: Eagles match Oh, oh!
1: No, because the, the Eagles will be undefeated on the bye. It'll be a, a two week long party for Eagles fans. You know, and there'll be all sorts of like. I don't know if you have family who's Steelers fans. I'm sure that exists a lot. Like lots of Eagles Steelers My crossover dad's
2: family, like came from Western PA, so I think mm. they're kind of Steelers fans. Like, they'll, okay, they'll, like,
1: so like there there will be a lot of like cross pollination, people hanging out, doing stuff, seeing each other, making trips, whatever. It happens there. Mike Tomlin, he's the one who who never stops
2: lose. the Eagles. Never lose to the Steelers.
1: I know, but Mike Tomlin, I, like if there's somebody like we talk about benefits of the dad a lot. Like if there's somebody if there's somebody I who you're like not. he'll find a way. It's Mike Tomlin.
2: I agree with the premise, but, um, but you know, like that is a very winnable game for the Eagles still.
1: I will uh, say though, like, but looking after that, um, but then it's the Texans and then it's the, Commanders right. again, and then it's the Colts and then it's the Packers. I, I, like I said, they're going to, they're going to host the NFC championship game and lose the, Titans, to- <laughs> the Giants, the bears, the Cowboys, the saints and the
2: giants. Like who is, who should the Eagles be scared of on that schedule? The Packers, if they get their stuff together. Okay. Who else? Anyone? I mean,
1: Anyone? No, I, like I mean, again, like if is, if you're like, be, but like
2: the Steelers are NFC team, so like who cares?
1: Okay, but if you're Chicken Little, right? Like if you're scared of everything, these are the answers as, as far as like what what like potholes to be weary of. The Jaguars because of Doug Peterson, right? Like again, if you're if you're super e or about this, the Jaguars. I think you have to be worried about the second Cowboys game because you don't know like what Dak's gonna be, whatever. Uh, the Steelers, no. right? The Steelers. I would and th- I I say this like again, hear me out. The Texans because it's short week Thursday night football on the road okay. like it, it's more about the circumstances than it is the team
2: it could be a letdown game
1: especially right it, Steelers, right um Trap maybe game. maybe the titans i mean maybe and maybe the saints um in the penultimate week of the regular mm-hmm. season but other than that like i don't saints see much lost to the falcons They're down 16 points i said maybe again like if we're playing chicken little no, you no like what do you, what are you really scared of those are the only ones
2: on you there i'm just saying like the eagles have the same time pick as you know and right. that was looking dicey
1: let me rephrase this um rephrase your question that and keep in mind the eagles are favored over the vikings who are they going to be underdogs against and i'll read you, i'll read the schedule out loud for the sake of the listeners because i know you know it. but at, at, so yes or no are the eagles favorites is the question yes or no at washington week three if washington wins this week and the eagles lose
2: then no the washington way. could be favored
1: i mean some of that depends on the way like the washington and philly both play but you're right but still okay jacksonville Although,
2: like if you want to talk about actually
1: favored, because if Washington is
2: favored by like one point at home, then they're not truly favored. You know what I mean? Like
1: fine, factor in the home field three points. So yeah. like so, Washington no, Jacksonville no, at Arizona no, maybe maybe like maybe maybe maybe. maybe. Um, but the Cardinals
2: have to play a lot better.
1: Right, Dallas uh, the first game no, oh. Pittsburgh Eagles are not oh. going to be underdogs. Yeah. Um At Houston no. no. Washington, no. At Indy, maybe if the Colts get around, but they won't. Um, Green Bay, maybe. Backers like that's possibly, that, that's yeah. probably the biggest one. That's a Sunday night game, by the way. Tennessee, no. no. At the Giants, at the Bears, no. at the Cowboys, maybe no. if the Cowboys catch. Like, no, that, that's we're, oh, yeah, we're talking. They, maybe's like that. That's the only one. And then uh, finishing the season. Um, definitely not it. the Saints. No. Yeah, not the Saints. You're talking maybe three, maybe three times the rest of the season. The Eagles will be dogs. So I right, keep keep the mask in the closet. You won't have the chance to wear it a lot this season and enjoy the ride and get ready to lose to Kirk Cousins in the NFC Championship game. All right. Uh, we did it all. We said it all. We had a good time. Football is pain. Thank God I have the Houston Astros uh, to keep me through. Um, I want to play this for you. So uh, real life NFC East makes
2: tape slash look ahead conversation happened last night with my friend Holden and Zach. Uh, so have you ever heard of an app RJ called cappuccino I have not okay so you, may, you might like this. so it's basically this app and they're not a sponsor but I like this app uh where shout out to my friend Abby who discovered this and basically what you do is you submit a little podcast up to a little clip of your own you can talk about how your day went or like ask your friends a question whatever you'd, it sounds like an
1: ad but it's not okay
2: it's up to three minutes you don't have to do it like you don't have to go to the three minutes but that's the max time And you all submit it as a group. And then those are your beans for the parlance here. And the next morning, or you can set whenever time it comes out, it comes out basically as one podcast. Like all the clips play together, one after the other. So it's a nice way to stay in touch with your friends is the point of it all. Um, We have this. And this was Holden's bean for today. Let me see if I can get this going here. Can you hear this? Yeah.
0: Jack goes. Do you think
2: RJ really likes you? Brady goes. Yeah. Who doesn't? I
1: stand by it. Like, is the thing you're bragging about that I like you? Yeah. Like, like, we're friends. Yeah, we're really good friends. Of course, I like you. Like, do you think he actually, yeah, likes you? I'm like, yeah. Who doesn't? We're, I, I mean, I can think of a lot of people. I I can definitely think of Uh, a lot of people who don't. (laughs) But especially uh,
2: after my Jalen Hurts wasn't impressive to me as he was to others take from week one
1: yeah i mean you know I don't even, i'm not gonna
2: man the comment section in that winners losers article i do because i put jalen hurts i had the audacity Arte, to put hurts in the i don't know section as opposed this to
1: the- is a, did, you, did they not win the game did they not win and that's what you, they won what more brandon just hates the eagles could win the super bowl like they did five years ago and brandon would find a problem with it
2: that is funny. You bring that up because I was not the biggest Nick Foles guy and which I was somehow simultaneously both very right and very wrong about. So maybe I'll be that way with Jalen Hurts too. Maybe I'll be right in that. Like, he isn't the guy to, isn't the guy to stir. He's not the straw to stir the drink, but somehow they end up winning anyway.
1: Again, yes. the most of course possible thing that could happen here this season. The only way I can have any joy is if Kirk Cousins beats the Eagles in the NFC championship game by throwing a last second touchdown to Jalen Rager. Mm. It would be just wonderful. The only thing that could salvage the 2022 season for you. It, it would be incredible. Realistically. Um, okay. Brandon. All right. Let's get out of here. As we do, do me a favor and tell us your favorite thing to dip into ketchup.
2: I don't like ketchup. So that, nothing. Okay.
1: Dip, dip into honey mustard.
2: I so I'm not the biggest mustard guy, but a money uh, money mustard, uh, honey mustard is uh okay. Um it's, not, it's definitely not go to, but I would, you know, I would do like right now, honestly, that you brought that up, I kinda wanna go to McDonald's now and get some nugs. I'm not like the biggest nugs guy. It's not something that I do a lot, but because you brought that up, I kinda wanna go to McDonald's get some Get nugs. You a twenty piece. Also not a sponsor, but if they want to yeah. sponsor they can.
1: I will say I haven't had a burger from McDonald's in probably like twenty years. But I get you know, what would you get there i got a 20 piece a 20 piece I mean, a french fries and sweet twi- i don't know i don't get a burger i mean yeah, i'm, I'm saying
2: we're going to i'm asking you what would you get like would you get the big mac would you get the quarter pounder
1: i wouldn't i don't want a burger from mcdonald's
2: if you had to get a burger why I would i have
1: to what is the situation what are the circumstances in my life that have led you to have this to being something it? i have to do
2: here's a little mcdonald's hack that the aforementioned holden uh showed me recently so you get a mcgriddle but you do chicken instead of mm. um i don't know what's usually on a McGriddle, like sausage or whatever bacon so you get the chicken you get a side of their grape jelly and you put the jelly onto the chicken mcgriddle and next
1: awful. level hot sauce packet put that on there too boom have have you watched this is the last thing we'll say uh, I, I will leave after you're done have you have you watched ever watched i think it's called mcmillions on hbo no. it's a i reckon i recommended this to stats by the way whoever can hear with us on the look ahead on the explanation Ray
2: or whatever and everything
1: no, it's um, it's about the um, the Monopoly game at, oh. at at McDonald's and the like huge like mafia like scheme that ran it. Uh, mm. Basically, it is it's like six episodes. Uh, my wife and I watched it right at the beginning of the pandemic. It is incredible. If you got HBO Max, pull it up. Make yeah. millions. Thank me later.
2: also not a sponsor. Last thing, I had. To, I feel like we had to address this because I wanted to get your thoughts on it right now oh. for the. That was great. Uh, so video great. listeners i'm showing everyone you can follow me on uh instagram at brandon
1: Only plug in yourself interesting okay.
2: breakfast sandwich that i made rj doesn't that look good this is the first breakfast sandwich i've ever made here it looked burnt that was why it was not I, burnt I, at all
1: it looked that way you, you liked on it i know you well, i'm your i'm your friend i will like your things and support you and help you in the instagram algorithm but like i i didn't I, you know do you, do you do you do you really laugh every time you say lol every time no, it was not burnt at all.
2: What are you talking about? It's it was a great breakfast sandwich. It's, uh, bacon. Which do you know what to cook? Do you, what's your bacon cooking method? Oven. I agree. If you're getting a lot, but I do the water in the pan thing. Now you put just enough water mm-hmm. to cover the bacon. No, trust me, it works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. It cooks. It does not get too burnt, and it there's none no part of it that is Nobody like asked still for this. Okay. So do it that way. Bacon, uh, egg cheese and then two hash browns on a pretzel on a Wawa pretzel specifically cut a Wawa pretzel in half boom it was great um,
1: okay this is the appropriate thing uh to end on uh danny heifetz who does a great job at the ringer uh tweet i hadn't seen this i I did not watch the manning cast admittedly i'm on the night football i watched i wanted to see joe and troy um so i haven't seen the manning cast so if anybody else did i apologize you didn't watch it i presume right brandon sure okay this is the last thing And after I read this to you, I want you to give me just two words to respond to it. Eli Manning told a story on the Manning cast about him and Saquon Barkley. Eli told Saquon to run one route. Saquon thought he should run another. Eli responded, if I tell you tomorrow is Easter, go paint some eggs. Cowboys last.